Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio WJMM. So grateful for today, so grateful for your prayers, for your support, so grateful that you tune in on this station from 11.15 to 11.30 every day. And I want to cap off a really good week on the Encounter Radio Show. Uh, we, we started the week talking about gratitude. Uh, we spent a couple of days on that. We talked about, uh, we switched gears a little bit. I wanted to give you uh, a very important message about Please don't go another year with unhealed wounds and hurts and afflictions in your life. Let the healer heal you, Jesus Christ. Uh, there is freedom. There is healing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today I want to talk to you uh, on this Friday morning about God's original blueprint instead of the new norm. Everybody's, want, everybody's wanting to do a new thing and everybody's wanting to change things up. And me and my wife were discussing our ministry journey several months ago uh i couldn't help it but this old grateful dead song came came up came popping in my head it said lately it occurs to me what a long strange trip it's been <laughs> you see my ministry journey if i can recap it just a little bit i grew up catholic got saved in a christian church got trained in disciple with spirit-filled uh men who believed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they just believed in the Word of God. They believed in the power of God, the miracles of God. They believed in the power of prayer. They believed that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever, and nothing about what God did or still can do has ever changed. Uh, I was actually ordained in a missionary Baptist church, and but I've also worked in three, actually four, uh, non-denominational mega churches, really big churches, and now I'm... Um, on staff at Church of the Savior, for which I'm very grateful for. And I lead the ministry of Encounter, which I started in California and brought to Kentucky, a nonprofit uh, ministry. And I want to say, just like the song says, what a long, strange trip it's been. Uh, I like to call myself a spiritual mutt. See, my whole life has been that way. Uh, I grew up in New York City, the melting pot of the world with every culture, color, and race. And there are two churches that I've attended for the past more than two decades, Times Square Church and the Brooklyn Tabernacle. One of the reasons why I love those churches, and I've been taking people there for years, is one, they believe in the power of prayer. They believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, but they really love people. And if you've ever attended any of their services, one thing that stands out far above anything else other than knowing that they are presence-based churches like Church of the Savior, they'll be close to hundred different nationalities worshiping the same God at every service. And it's a sight to behold. I love that. I remember the first time I ever walked into Times Square Church, my thought was, this is what heaven's going to look like. Every tribe, every nation gathered around the throne worshiping. And I've seen anything and everything in the church, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes, even the strange. Matter of fact, I'm a magnet uh, for, for the strange. The crazies love me. Um, I always say God's looking for good fruit, not religious nuts. And I believe that the church walks a fine line of staying true to Scripture and being culturally relevant. The church also needs to ad adapt to the culture and what's going on in society, but watch this, but never compromise truth, grace, and the validity of Scriptures. And most importantly, what the Spirit of God is calling that church to do. But let me be very clear. The church is, is to never, ever let culture decide what type of church 
it should be. The church should decide what type of church it wants to be to change the culture. And when the church tries to appease the culture, instead of changing the culture, the church is in trouble. And that's when the church loses its power. And one other thing you may not know about me, I, I love the church. I love our church. I love every church that exists to glorify the name and life of Jesus Christ. I'm passionate about the church of Jesus Christ. You know why? Because Jesus is passionate about his church. And if he's passionate about his church, we should be too. We're so critical of other denominations and churches and things like that. But Jesus said this, and I tell you, in Matthew 16, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I mean, he, he's not only establishing the church through Peter, uh, but he's saying nothing's going to overcome it. And I'm going to give you keys to do things, to give the church power. See, the church can handle what's going on around the world, especially here in America, if it gets back to being the church it was that it was originally called to be, if it gets back to God's original blueprint for the church. There's a lot of problems going on in society. And I believe, and I've always believed this, that the church is the answer. And the church can help society fix problems with wisdom that comes from the fear of God. See, godly wisdom is always seeing things from God's perspective. And the church can handle problems in the spiritual world that society has no capacity to do. And God has given the church authority and the keys, watch this, to exact kingdom rule and jurisdiction over anyone and anything that opposes the work of Jesus Christ this side of heaven. That's what Jesus just said to, to Peter when he established his church. The church has authority and power to bind darkness and loose the light and love of God. And there's no doubt in my mind that what's going on in, in, in society today is the reaping of a godless society. See, the more you push God out of society, the more out of control it gets. Let's face it, our country and the world, well, it's reeling right now. This has been, what's going on in society, the buildup of years of pushing God out of our schools, our homes, our government, and even our churches. Oh, trust me, a lot of churches up and running, but Jesus, Jesus is on the outside, like it says in the book of Revelation. So many pastors use that scripture as an invitation to accept Jesus in your heart. It has nothing to do with a salvation experience for an individual. That scripture is Jesus on the outside of a church knocking, saying, I'm not in your building. I'm knocking. And if you open up the door, I'll visit with you. I'll eat with you. I'll do life with you. But you've got to let me in because right now I'm on the outside looking in, but I'm not allowed in. And I want to be a part of your church, but your church won't let me in. And I know a lot of churches that are like that. They're open in the name of Jesus. Oh, they'll preach about Jesus, but Jesus is not welcome in that church because the Holy Spirit's not welcome in that church. And you can't say, I love Jesus, not the Holy Spirit. You can't say that what Jesus did back then and what the Holy Spirit did back then is not available for today. 
And Jesus is on the outside saying, I, I, I want to come in. It's not just the church. God's not welcome in our schools. You see what's happening in our schools. We took prayer out of our schools years ago. And now there's violence. But no one's asking God what to do about it. Here's their solution. Let's change the gun laws instead of following God's laws. God's not welcome when it comes to who and how we have sex with. They say, my body, my choice. God's not welcome in our homes and families, and families are falling apart. Unplanned pregnancies, ironically, are dealt with by building killing institutions called Planned Parenthood instead of building life-saving institutions like the Church of Jesus Christ. So the sin of having sex outside marriage, and yes, it's still a sin, God's word hasn't changed, that led to an unwanted pregnancy, which in reality was a planned pregnancy by God, because God determines who and when someone is born, is dealt with by the sin of murder. That is secular's solution of our society. When God says, not only let there be light, but let there be life, because we're because God forms us, God decides when we're going to be born. We want to end that life in so many cases. And here's another thing God's not welcome in. He's not welcome in the discussion of modern-day slavery, which society says, oh, don't discriminate against someone who's in the adult entertainment industry, even though many of those children or women have been kidnapped, raped, beaten, brainwashed, and threatened into a life of slavery. It's called human trafficking. And I want to encourage everyone to see the movie The Sound of Freedom if it's still playing. I mean, I lived in California for years, not years, for almost six years. And there are still lawmakers today that have been trying to change the law that makes child molestation a sexual preference, even though an adult forces themselves on children. I mean, the world's upside down. I mean, they're letting, they're letting males into women's locker rooms and all this crazy stuff that's going on. I want to tell you today on, on this Encounter Radio Show, the answer is not going to come from the White House or the changing of laws. The answers are always going to come from the church. And when the church starts operating like the, like the original blueprint of the first church. See, society and the secular world are, are on fire today. And on top of all the problems we have going on, there's hate, there's discord, there's racism, injustice, and there's chaos. I don't expect things to get better in our society if we're expecting our society to fix the problem. And I'm convinced 100% of that. And let me tell you why. If there's, a, if there's a problem of people not loving one another, and I believe one of the biggest problems we have is, is there's a hate issue. Uh, there's people, it's not just a race issue that people don't love each other of different color uh, People don't love each other of political affiliations, different social media opinions, police, whatever. How can society promote unity, love, reconciliation, harmony, and peace when those attributes come from God and his church and in relationship with Jesus Christ? How can society bridge the gap of indifference and reconciliation when society is indifferent to God and unreconciled to Jesus Christ? How, how can society end the sin of racism when there's ignorance, when they don't understand who the father of racism is and his name is Satan and how he gets eradicated from this world once and for all. I mean, forgive me for simplifying a complicated social issue that is front and center taking precedence over all the other issues I just mentioned at times in our society. 
But that's why the Apostle Paul said, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test in 2 Corinthians. And while that may be the litmus test scripture to see if we're saved, I believe that Acts 2, 42 through 47, uh, five simple verses is the litmus test scripture for the church to see if they are operating the way the church is supposed to be operating. Now keep in mind, uh, this was the first organized church birth right after the day of Pentecost. And this is God's original blueprint for the church. And friends, it's never changed. It's never changed. So let's break it down. We won't have time today, but beginning next week, uh, if, you, if you tune in on Monday, we're going to talk about God's original blueprint for the church of Jesus Christ. And let's, let's read the scripture. It says this in Acts 2, 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs are being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the, pro the proceeds to all as many, as many had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. In, in those five verses are 12 attributes of the original Blueprint Church. And I want to go over them with you on Monday's Encounter Radio Show. Thank you again for your support. Thank you for listening uh, to Bill Reeser on the Encounter Radio Show. God bless you and have a great weekend.